I've just realized that all these different terms that we're coming up with all sound like 1920s slang terms for getting high. <laughs> Did you see Jefferson last week? He was side-minding. He was zigzagging. He was jib-jabbing. He couldn't get a story straight. <laughs> Pull yourself together and stop jam-blimming. That's why you shouldn't do kids' drugs. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Live Troubleshooting Skype. <laughs> this is like the, the bane of 2020. Okay, can you hear us now? Us? Yes. Woo! All right, good. Now we can begin. Hello, Lexi. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's very good to have you. And I, I know that you've listened to many of the episodes, if not maybe all of them, I'm not sure. I think I have uh, listened to everything now. I was Even the one that Josh got rid of. <laughs> the really bad pilot episode. You got rid of the pilot. The first of many yeah. pilots. That was my favorite episode. And Josh just, he didn't even say he was getting rid of it. It just disappeared. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> well, maybe one day it'll be re-released as like a really bad audio quality. Even worse, the normal audio quality version of the podcast that you can listen to. Ah, uh, that's why you got rid of it. Yeah, it was It was like, there's, there's a low bar for the, the audio quality of this podcast. And that was below it. So, yeah. Damn. Anyway, please tell us uh, what you're not. Yes, I am not a doctor. I am not a fortune teller. Um, I'm not inclined to say no to people. I'm a very affirmative person. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not drunk, maybe like Josh is. <laughs> oh, I forgot, I forgot to mention it's alcohol-free glug. Oh no! Okay, Josh, are you going to do that thing where you tell us what the podcast is about, even though when you look at what this podcast is about, it's nothing to do with what the pod, like the podcast has become? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say what the podcast is is about at this point in history. So currently, we uh, all three of us have prepared ahead of time a hypothetical situation which we will discuss now and try and find some solutions to uh, we haven't heard the hypothetical situations yet but we shortly will and we'll discuss the, the different situations and see and see what we find and uh, each each time we have a different theme this time uh, Lexi has very kindly brought the theme to us what is the theme the theme today is pickles <laughs> Is it okay? So this this theme really really <laughs> I really struggled with because it's very specific. But can I just clarify? Is it pickle singular or pickles plural? Well, um, <laughs> does does it does does that really change how you like decided a scenario? <laughs> yeah, I want to know what your two scenarios would have been if it was singular or plural. <laughs> Okay, well, I, <laughs> I, I I was working on the basis of pickle as a verb. I like that you put your glasses on to explain this. <laughs> now I'm listening. <laughs> Authoritative. I, I, I assumed, my interpretation of the theme was uh, that this is a, um, it was a verb, to pickle. Yeah, and I thought, you know, it could go wherever your mind went. And for me, it, it went for more of, I guess, is it a noun? being in a pickle mm -hmm. uh, but then that is a singular oh, unless you know one has acquired or life experience to be more than one pickle thus has been in pickles <laughs> i'm in a whole lot of pickles right now 
<laughs> so many pickles. I'm intrigued to see what sound effects Josh puts into this. Like, I'm hoping there's one of someone like opening a jar and then fishing around for a pickle and then plucking the pickle out and then crunching on it. That's what I'm going for. I'd like to see Josh find that sound bite and put it in. I, I was racking my brains for what the theme, like the theme sound effect could be. So uh, I'll, I'll see if I can conjure up the sound of uh, a pickle. I've got a jar, jar of pickles in the fridge if you wanted me to go and open it now and uh, give you the sound effect. Ooh, ASMR pickle eating. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah? Go, go, I, cause I don't think I can do that. <laughs> okay, go I'm going to go and get it. it. Hang on. It sounds. <laughs> I don't think that the, the sound of a pickle jar really does that. Like, what I want it to make a sound like as you pull the lid off and then like... Satisfying. And then, like, I don't know what the sound of a pickle coming out of a jar is, but well, I suppose we're about to find out. <laughs> That's the sound of it being eaten. That's me pretending to eat a pickle. That seemed pretty pre- realistic. Uh, I've eaten many pickles before. Good. We're, it's good to have your experience on this podcast. Yeah. All right, here comes Laura with their pickle Hi. jar. Um, there are actually two types of pickle in the fridge, but I chose my favourite kind. Half it out okay, of breath now. Good. Oh, wow. Running around with pickles. Um, so these are... Mrs. Ellswood pickle cucumbers, sweet cucumber sandwich slices. Um, All right, don't go too much detail. She didn't pay for any advertising in this podcast. <laughs> well, they're, today, so. they're, they're freshly packed for over 70 years. Um, but hang on, should I put the microphone near to them? Yeah. Oh? Yeah. Should I, should I eat one? Is that... Oh, they're very pungent. Oh, it's a big one. It's a slice. Oh. It's a slice, even. Perfect for sandwiches. Oh, that's crispy. Satisfying. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, get it real nice and close. There's so many bits of pickle juice everywhere. I hope this is the most <laughs> interactive <laughs> experience you've had so far. Oh, I yeah. I think so, yeah. How, how was that? Could, how, was the, how was it? Well, I mean, I love pickles. It was quite... I wasn't expecting to eat a pickle right now, but I mean, I'm into it any, any time, but maybe not every episode. Um. <laughs> anyway, I think this, this introduction has gone along enough. Thank you for saving me from having to create a sound effect this week, Laura. That's pretty good. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I'm just looking so, at yeah. the jar of pickles. <laughs> well, listen carefully, listeners, because you might hear Laura digging into that jar again later in the episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've definitely got a scenario for pickles, um, and I actually thought of it because Lexi was going to be a guest a while ago, and then she wasn't. And then I thought of the scenario, and then I've just had to hold on to it in my brain for like two months. Do you? Uh, well, I know that I usually go first, but do you want to go first? Since <laughs> um, you've been holding on to this one for so well, long. Well, I quite like watching you struggle, and I don't feel like you've got one yet. So I think you're going to form it as you think of it, and I'm kind of wanting to watch you struggle, but I could if you needed me to. And the real spirit of being in a pickle, I suppose. <laughs> I I genuinely have a a, a, a good I, no I, okay I don't think I have a good one because the whole time we were preparing this episode or thinking about the different themes I could not stop thinking about Pickle Rick from Rick and yes. Morty. I don't know if you've seen Rick and Morty, but this the, every single time I tried to think of a pickle, I just came up with Pickle Rick. So I managed to get out of my head. I came up with a good scenario and then I talked to Anthemus earlier and I said, hey, uh, I've got this scenario. What do you think about it? And then she said, oh, but wait, wait, Pickle Rick. And then it came straight back in. Oh, again. No. I don't know who this Rick is, so it's not helping me. Okay. But Well, if you, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, there's an episode where he gets transformed into a pickle. And so that 
that has now um, become part of the, the my, of my scenario, which is thus: people freeze themselves to preserve their bodies for the future, but you could also pickle yourself. So imagine that some crazy scientists uh, find a way to preserve your body for the future in a way that can be resuscitated, unlike the freezing process. However, there is one caveat, and that is that you will become a pickled vegetable. Uh, you do, however, get the opportunity to have a robotic appendage of some kind. You may choose that. To resolve this scenario, you have three things to, to, to decide. One, what type of vegetable will you be become? Two, what appendage, robotic appendage, will you choose? And three, what future do you want to wake up in? The Matrix future, a Futurama future, a Blade Runner future, some other kind of future. It's pretty weird, Josh. It is pretty weird. I don't, there are so many conditions here. I, uh, it's too much for my working space mental capacity. Okay, let's let's step through it one by one then. So, question one: Which vegetable would you be? <laughs> which vegetable would you be if you had to become a pickled vegetable with the, with the which gave you the opportunity to be resuscitated in the future at some point? Which vegetable would you become? Are you in fear of being eaten? Do you want to be repulsive so that you don't get accidentally? chewed on i suppose so yeah because it would kind of suck if someone ate you i feel like that should be a guarantee from the pickling society you know that you won't be eaten once you're preserved the pickling society <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of all of the um vegetables in the world now and i can only think of like four um i know i wouldn't be a tomato because pickled tomatoes are so gross and they look really weird and like like bloated and creepy i wouldn't be that well, that's one we wouldn't also, be also Yes. Might I remind you that uh, <laughs> I did say did say pickled vegetables and they are fruits. I might be a classic pickle. I quite like them. I know that they pickle well. Like they are the standard pickled thing, uh, a cucumber. I think knowing that they stand the test of time, you have a better mm. chance of being held in one piece as a piece of cucumber as a cucumber than you do as some mm. other things that might have bits that float out of them or, you know, whatever. Hmm. So you're going to go for just the just the classic cucumber? The regular cuke. The cuke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quick question. You know you have a gherkin. Mm -hmm. Is that a cucumber, like a mini cucumber? He's a cuke too. They're all cukes. I don't know why I'm calling them cukes now for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> You're one of them now, so you're allowed to. You've given yourself a pet name. I'm just so cute. It sounds a bit like puke. It sounds a bit like cute. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I think the person who's a pickle gets to decide. <laughs> yes, I think they do. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. Indeed. I think I might. I quite like to be a, a carrot, a pickled carrot. Oh, crunchy. Okay. Yeah. I just, I love carrots so much. I ate so much of them as a kid. I can I have like a limit to how many I can eat now. But it just, it feels like... <laughs> is, that, is that a medical limit or is that just a personal Like limit? a taste preference of can only just, just, um, tolerate the taste of for so long. Would you be a carrot with a little carrot top on or would you take your top off to get... I mean, that's a personal. <laughs> <laughs> Should I... What kind of society is this? <laughs> Didn't think of the question before I said it. Um, I, I think I'll keep my top on for this one. Okay, it's up to you. <laughs> well, we'll Welcome see how the, the podcast. Po oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel very welcomed. So a, a pickled carrot with a top. Okay, fair enough. On. Yes. Uh, 
Well, I think those are two pretty good choices. Right, second question then is if you uh, if you've decided to to be those vegetables, what kind of robotic appendage would you use? Because bear in mind, if you're a carrot or a cucumber, you can't actually move. As opposed to the other vegetables that we could have moved doing. <laughs> have you just stolen this whole scenario from a Rick and Morty episode? I don't think so. No. But kind of. You just need to change the, the name a little bit. Instead of Rick and Morty, it was Chicken Flirty. Chicken Flirty. Which one would you be, keyword. Chick or Flirty? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question here. I, I think it's very difficult to have one one thing, like one appendage. I mean, you could have legs and then move around, but then like you're just moving around for nothing. Or you could have arms and you could do stuff, but... I mean, it's a pretty shit life, however you think about it, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't know what you're setting yourself up for. Can you speak without the use of... Like, how much function do you have without the use of it? You can't... Well, you can't really... Well, I suppose we'll assume that you could speak somehow. Like, you could have some kind of little vocoder which lets you talk. This is starting to sound very depressing. (laughs) I don't know if I want to come back, to be honest. Like, I think I might just prefer to die. (laughs) (laughs) Then come back as some weird vegetable, but doesn't do anything well you have a in a mystery future you have a a built-in voice decoder so that you don't have to choose it sounds like at least so okay we'll give you the voice for free but you can choose between (laughs) some kind of robot arm some kind of robot leg or a wheel or like a kind of swiss army knife style appendage which you could use to just open tins but if you had a swiss army knife style you could it be an arm built into that because i'd definitely have that if i got an arm as part of it that does seem like the best choice really has more options i guess you could have an arm and then you could just buy a swiss army knife and then use the arm to use the swiss army knife so i'm i'm choosing arm because the arm can build the legs to stick on you and well i suppose the other thing to remember is that is that uh, you will have like a, a larger amount of money because all of your your savings will have you know matured over over the, the thousands of years that you were that you were in suspended animation as as a carrot or cucumber. It's like Futurama esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm taking my arm. I'm using my arm to build me some legs and all sorts of other stuff. And I'm gonna get a Swiss Army knife. I'll come around your house and I might stab you up for your <laughs> terrible ideas. Um, yeah. What a dystopian future you painted. Yeah, Lexi, what are you going for? I don't. I just. I have a vision of me as a carrot in a flying saucer, and <laughs> it makes me really happy. That's so nice. <laughs> a pickled carrot. But what's what's your appendage? Is 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 the appendage the flying saucer? Because I mean, that's really pushing the limits of appendage. I know. Well, I, I kind of thought of it as like like a, a metallic skirt I can put on. <laughs> <laughs> It's an accessory. Okay. That, like, would replace my legs, I suppose. Okay. You've replaced your legs with an entire flying saucer. That makes sense, yeah. That's fine. I'm going to give it to her. <laughs> All right. And what kind, of, what kind of future are you going to wake up in? Not 2020. Um... <laughs> That's the present. Well, it's almost over anyway. Maybe like an Atlanta situation. Oh, okay. How so? I guess a submarine would have been better now, but, you know, I'm really taking appendage. <laughs> Very liberally, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to drown, right? No, you'll be fine. No, Hopefully. you've been in, like, brine for the last, you know, however many long years. You'll be fine. Well, that's true. You, you don't respire because you are a carrot or cucumber. So true. So you wouldn't drown. Right, so you're, you're in Atlantis. Yeah. So then I'll just take instead, like, um, some, like, metal flippers instead of the saucer. Trade okay. it in at the trading post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So now you're kind of like a pickled carrot fish that can swim around in Atlantis. Yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. Carrot fish. That sounds pretty good. And then I suppose there would just be like little, uh, what are these, cul-de-sac places with other vegetables I'd go and visit. Did you say cul-de-sac? Yeah. Oh, they'd all live in the same street. Yeah, just like everyone has the same style house on the end of the same street. And we just go around visiting each other. This sounds like a a really good cartoon waiting waiting to be written. Yeah, and then, you know, down the road is like Cookland or something. With all the cucumbers. Oh, that's where I live. Yeah. All right, so you, you both end up in the same future somehow. It sounds like a very nice future. Yeah, I'll take it because, I mean, I was trying to think of other futures and and they're all just pretty, like, terrifying. And I think I'd go for this sort of utopia of vegetables. And I guess if everyone's a vegetable, no one's going to eat you because you're all vegetables and it doesn't make sense and you can sort of share your resources and trial out recipes together and... You know, borrow a cup of gratings if you need to uh, put them in your carrot cake or whatever. Ouch. And isn't it just dead skin? You know? Oh, okay. We shed. <laughs> Exfoliate. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think you made, you, you made pretty good in that situation. We fixed whatever, it, whatever shit show you just set up for us. <laughs> you made the best of it somehow, so well done. Thank you. Um, do you know what vegetable you'd be, Josh? I was actually thinking of being a pickled mushroom. Ooh. I think I think mushrooms they 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 know a lot more than they're letting on. Do they count as vegetables? No, they don't. They're like a separate when, And you thing. scoffed at my tomato. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. We actually have a special place for the non-vegetables, like you're down the end. In the in the <laughs> mushroom kingdom. Now, all I can think of is like the Bowser's Castle music. <laughs> um, yeah, this went this went strange like from the offset. I knew this was going to be a difficult one, but I didn't realize it was also going to be a weird one as well. <laughs> Lexi should go next. Okay, Lexi, go. Okay. Um, I was thinking, or I, I wasn't thinking at all when uh, I suggested this theme. But then uh, I started looking up pickles and found that the kind of origin of being in a pickle is apparently a potentially Dutch origin. It was something like um, in the pickles eaten. I'm, I don't know if that is correct. But uh, in the pickles eaten, apparently could mean something like uh, uh, started to be referred to drunk people. And I just kind of really liked oh. this kind of etymology of being in a pickle is like a s- situation of coming from being drunk. Because when you're drunk, you're maybe not using your whole brain. So then I thought, mm-hmm. what are other states of minds um, that need to be named, I think? As an example, um, like yesterday, I, I felt like I was in slow motion. Just the whole kind of everyone was moving around me very quickly, and I was just very content moving one little piece of lab equipment to the other side of the room and very slowly, and everyone was, you know, busying around. And I was trying to come up with a, a name for, you know, different states of mind, like my slow mo thing so yeah my my thing is to you is uh, can you think of other states of mind that need to be named Ooh. well so so the one which 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 jumps to mind when you thought of our state of mind is i was thinking about when um you know how when you have to wake up really early to go on a trip 
usually it's about like three thirty to four o'clock in the morning. That I feel like is a state of mind where I'm very you still feel very tired, but you're also very excited about doing something and that's a pretty good state of mind. Hmm. And I feel like I get very, very energetic and also very annoying. <laughs> we can all vouch for that. Energetic, annoying, excited and tired. <laughs> so it's almost like a toddler. Like that's basically what a toddler is. Like, you know, when a toddler, before they have their naps and they get like really excited and sort of overtired and they just can't function fully, but they don't want to sleep. Almost the same feeling as when you are overtired and you want to go to bed, but you don't want to miss anything. So, mm. you know, you've regressed to your toddler-like state. You could call it like juice carton fatigue. <laughs> juice carton fatigue. That sounds like a really good country and western album. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, you've had the juice, so you've got the sugar in you, so you're like really zappy and like awake, but you're exhausted, so you sort of don't always finish the end and... You're all hopped up on, on, on... It's really hard to say this. You're all hopped up on umbungo. Oh, my gosh, yes. Do they still make umbungo, or did it have too much sugar and colours in it to be considered an actual beverage that was suitable for human consumption? Um, I'm going to Google it. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I know we used to drink it at college, but let me just check. Yeah, is this a, a British drink? It's a juice drink that's called umbongo, and the tagline is they drink it in the Congo, which they don't. Um, and it's got a great... A great video, uh, like a advert video. So yeah, it says Umbongo Umbongo. They drink it in the Congo. It's back. Oh, I didn't realize it left. Um, and it's called Umbongo Original Congo Coction Juice Drink. And you can get it in Tesco, the Co-op, ASDA, and Home Bargains. And <laughs> there's a tropical and an original. Are they sponsoring us today? I feel like the food sponsorships are coming out of our ears this time. I would love to be sponsored by Mbongo. And they've celebrated... So it's apparently it's been 30 years since the, the drink emerged from the Congo. Um, arguably not. Um, but now they've made a game. <gasps> Well, you have to oh. remember the Umbongo song and then, oh, yes, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to save that for a later date and I'll be playing the Umbongo game. Um, <laughs> Just bookmark yeah. that. Oh, I've really got to look up this song. Yeah, maybe, um, Josh, if you could find the song and, and play it as... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tuck it, tuck it in somewhere, yeah, so the, so the listeners can experience the Umbongo song, either yeah. for the first time or for the hundredth time. And probably for the last time. So juice box fatigue, I think, pretty much summarises that. Fair. That's a good name for it. Mm. I have I have a state of mind that might need naming. Yeah. Go on then. So you know when you're waiting for something, either like a piece of news or something to happen, like you know it's mm. going to happen at some point, but you're not quite sure when, but it's going to be happening soon. And you're <clears> just going through the kind of rigmarole of life, waiting for it to happen. So you're not fully engaged in anything that you're doing because you're just waiting um, that state of mind. That's how I felt before this podcast. I was so excited for like the, the last 30 minutes up to it. I didn't know what to do with myself. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. That's so nice. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about a podcast. Other than I, I listen to it while I'm doing the washing up, which I think was the second nicest thing that someone said to us. <laughs> we need to keep a list of these and put them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they could be our quotes. Testimonials, <laughs> yeah. Do you think the pickled thing about the alcohol is consuming so much alcohol that you are essentially pickled because you are preserved within the alcohol oh you you pickled yourself yes yes yeah and so 
all alcoholics should be indefinitely preserved. Yeah, if you if you drink lots of alcohol, then you'll you'll stay young for a long time, at least on the inside. <laughs> young and clean. <laughs> Just on the inside, though. All right, let's let's uh, let's close this this uh, this uh, section. Just before we end, I mean, Josh, hmm. we've got level forty twoing. You could you could explain <sighs> level forty twoing. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. We haven't talked about level 42, and that's a very, 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 very specific state of mind. And it has been used for approximately 12 years by people. Yeah, it's true. This this is a long time. Lexi, do you think you can guess what level 42-ing is? Well, mm. I would guess it's a kind of, um, has something to do with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No. <laughs> okay. No, gosh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to see what you got. It's, it's my guess, Josh. Pipe <laughs> <laughs> down. Um, anyway, that you've just become enlightened with all knowledge of the earth and worlds and universe, and you're just kind of like in a nirvana knowledge state. That, I would say, from the perspective of someone who is at level 42, that's exactly how it feels. But Maybe from the outside, it's not like that. And Laura, since you've experienced level 42 from the outside in many situations, how would you describe it? Um, so when Josh gets level 42, it means that he is so drunk that he essentially grows tentacle arms to sort of grab <laughs> every human and beverage in sight and bring them closer to himself. So when we used to be sort of students, we'd go for nights out and Josh would get level 42 drunk. And you'd look at him and you'd be like, oh, Josh is about level 18, it's fine. And then you'd look a bit later and, oh, it's on 20, 27. Okay, we've got to keep an eye out. And then it just would escalate so quickly and he would become Bam. level 42 and you'd be like, it's time to go home. Josh is level 42. Get down off the ceiling. And he'd be just, his arms would just be everywhere on everything and it would be a nightmare. So essentially level 42 is a, is a time when Josh gets terribly drunk and makes mm. terrible choices and no sense. Wow. Um, terrible slash fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time we went to a party and Josh got level 42 and there was some absinthe and someone went home in an ambulance at like 7pm. Oh dear. Um, and it wasn't me. Good no, no, it wasn't you. You need That's a level 42. Yeah. yeah, that's level 42 times. So yeah, that's, I mean, that is a state of being, I guess, that we have developed over many years. And actually we've heard it used not only by our friends, but also like I once heard somebody who was a friend of a friend use it. So it's, it's made the rounds. Wow. Wow. It's taking yeah. off. It's going to be in Urban Dictionary at least soon. Oh, I, I wish. That's, that's all we can aspire to, really. Way down deep in the middle of the Congo, a hippo took an apricot, a rubber and a mango. He stuck it with the others and he danced a dicky tango. The rhino said, I know, we'll call it Umbango. Umbango, the trigger did he congo. Python picked the passion from the mama, said the mandarin, the power painted bandits, got the hunger. Who do land it is? So when it comes to sun and fun and goodness in the jungle, they all prefer the sunny, funny one they call Umbango. Libby's Umbango. Right, so my scenario, which I thought up the second that Josh said that pickle was a theme, um, because I find it really hard when the when the themes are very broad. So actually, for me, I was very into it being so, so specific um, that it was pickle. Um, so I thought you are a retired celebrity. You've been around for a while um, and you used to be on a sort of sleazy game show uh, where your tagline was 
tickle my pickle. Um, <laughs> that was a while ago, and you are sort of ashamed that that was your life, uh, and you're trying to move on from it. You're trying to, you know, be a part of the world as a serious adult, but. People are mm. adamant that you are the tickle my pickle guy or gal. And every time anybody sees you out in public, they ask you to tickle their pickle. They try and get you to sign their pickles. There's all sorts of innuendos about pickles just constantly. <laughs> and that's it. Like you can't get away from the sort of stigma of being tickle my pickle. How do you get yourself away from tickle my pickle? Um, that's my question to you. Wow. wow. And this uh, this came to you fully formed as soon as I texted you the word pickle. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is why when That's you said, beautiful. oh, we think we'll come up with a different scenario, I was like, no, please, just just do pickle. Like, this pickle has been in my head, like, just there for ages. So, yeah. I feel well, like you're you're uh, channeling some kind of past self, like a previous life where this was you. And, they, and you know, it's, it's haunted you ever since. And now you need to resolve it somehow. Don't tell me, I know. Josh. <laughs> I've been wondering, so, Laura, if you want to share any like traumas or things that are following you, you want to escape? <laughs> I can't, but the jar of pickles is just staring me down. Um, oh, Lexi, did you, not, did you not get the message I sent you earlier? This is actually just a group therapy session for Laura. She's really working through a lot of things. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is one of them. You know, a great way to apparently help people through therapy is to watch a video of yourself or maybe a voice recording, listen to it. And then you get to respond to your own voice or an image of yourself with advice for what you said ailed you. Wow. For, do, does, does that mean that you have to leave pauses for yourself as you're saying it? Yeah, you know, like one might doctor a podcast or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see where we're going with this. I was I'm thinking that we need to come up with a new phrase to overwrite Tickle My Pickle. And the first thing I thought of was is as you get more old and more disgruntled, your new catchphrase is chuckle my knuckle and you punch them in the face <laughs> that's great yeah <laughs> i think you need to get away from the stigma of any tagline though because then obviously that would become your tagline that would be in the papers everyone would start doing that to you mm. and maybe they'd start punching you in the face mm. that could backfire quite quite <laughs> okay. quickly true then you'd have to get very good at fighting. Yeah. So would you kind of go down a um, disguise route, um, you know, and try and make it so that people can't identify you? Or would you go into uh, sort of changing your name or your location or? No, no, no. No, I, I, I'm not going to hide anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead into this big time. Um, and I'm going to kind of redirect the, the rhyming into something different. I'm going to make a poem, maybe. Maybe I'll become a poet. Okay. Mm -hmm. And everyone will know it. Please don't. Wow. Because I'll publish my book. Original. I think my my first uh, my first thought was just to become a criminal. And then everyone would keep <laughs> talking about all the criminal things I do instead. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Just like, okay. You'd be easy to identify though. You wouldn't be a very successful criminal. You might end up straight away in prison, and then you'd oh, you'd have real trouble with that pickle identity. Maybe like low level crimes, just like constantly loitering. Okay. You know? become the loiterer <laughs> so you just just go to different places and just hang around there and don't say anything don't do anything just look at people with like with intent yeah um, maybe brandishing knives that i shouldn't have as weapons and then having to put them away put those knives, <laughs> put your away. knives away uh, i just want to dive into a little bit about the uh tickling my pickling mm -hmm. bit yep what was the context of this was it was it about a penis no i think it was more 
I mean, in my head, I'm thinking like funhouse, like you you achieve something great and then you your sort of tagline, your catchphrase is tickle my pickle. And then they'd go and that would be the end. And it would like pan out from your face and it roll to credits. But what, what are they? Tic- what What is my pickle in this? In this well, scenario? I mean, I think it was a, a show from the 90s. Like it didn't make any sense. I don't okay, think it's so like it's a weird nonsense. sexy thing. I think it's just a a pickle. Yeah, like you're a show host and then the contenders have to kind of run through a, a, a obstacle course on and then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So so far you're just doing some some very shady non-crimes and Josh, <laughs> what were you doing? Rhyming. Doing some rhymes. I'm coming up with a new phrase. Okay. I need to come up with a new phrase. So far I had chuckle my knuckle. And I'm thinking maybe what about sickle my pumpernickel? Sickle my pumpernickel. Huh. Like you get, you open a business about, that makes pumpernickel, that the customers get to cut themselves, but they don't get to use a knife. They have to use a sickle to cut it. It's very niche. It's extremely <laughs> niche. For all the like sickle fanatics out there. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of you have succeeded in uh, sort of throwing off this terrible catchphrase. But I think maybe Lexi's closer to it than... I don't know what Josh is doing. Maybe it could be like... Uh, I also thought just becomes some sort of philanthropist or create a lot of organizations. And then when there are so many great things that have been able to overshadow the, the dark past of pickling... So it could be like the Pickle Foundation and they could just, you could just give cash out. To yeah, like, Im- I guess you could even embrace embrace it, you know, Re- rebrand yourself with pickles. And- it's a philanthropic enterprise. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I was, uh, I was looking for rhymes to pickle and uh, somehow I managed to find this little rhyming poem. Uh, to start a tradition that will surely last, here's a story about the pickle of glass. The night before Christmas, it's hung on the tree. Santa does it secretly. And on Christmas morning when you arise, the first to finally gets a sweet surprise. A family tradition for all to share. You'll look for the pickle year after year. That's definitely a thing. Have you not heard of the Christmas pickle before? No, I did not. No. And I can't believe I missed um, it. I have a pickle decoration for our Christmas tree. Um, it is a thing. Really? Yeah, actually, wow. uh, our friend in Korea sent it to me because apparently it's a thing there too. But um, yeah, you have a one Christmas decoration that's a pickle and you hide it. And then the first person to find it gets like a thing. Wow! Yeah, a whole a whole thing. What Chris- kind of thing? Like a, a Christmas tradition. No, but like, what kind of thing do you get when you win? Is it like, like a, a... a treat? I guess uh, like a prize, yeah. a small prize, not a pickle, okay. like a piece of candy or fifty p. Fifty p. Fifty p for finding the pickle. That's kind of pretty. Yeah, so actually, it's kind of wow. brought it around to like a Christmas theme without us even meaning to. Just wow. apt for the first of December. Perfect timing. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, you guys have kind of just embraced your tickledom. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like really lean into it. Or oh, you could even make like a kind of, like a kind of crazy frog style song about which just says you, with you repeating the phrase again and again and again over some kind of annoying dance music, and then and then it just turns into this really irritating hit that no one wants to remember. And then thwacking a pickle on things could be part of that sound. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I could I, I could see that. I also was thinking maybe you can add like a, a t-shirt cannon to this, but with pickles inside of it and just like blast them <laughs> at people. <laughs> I, I don't know that you really escaped them in your scenario either. No, I don't think I did. I think I just no. embraced them. Um. <laughs> this has been a really weird episode. A roller coaster of uh, pickle-related 
emotions. Thank you for taking on this, us on this really odd journey, Lexi. It's been a trip. Oh, I've loved it. I, I need a dose of just nonsensical dialogue and conversation every so often. I think, I think that's what we've generated. We're happy so to provide. Great job. Um, Josh, have you checked our emails yet? Has anyone emailed us? I'm, t- I'm logging into it right now. I'm logging into it right now. To see I don't think anyone will email us. I don't even know what the email address is. Maybe I'll email it's us. One, okay, so the, the email address for this show is oneofmanypilots at gmail.com. And I'm just logging into it. Should I do a drum roll for like, has anyone emailed us? Let's see. Oh, I've got, I've got to add a phone number. Oh, God. <laughs> the suspense, Josh. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> And it's not your phone number. <laughs> I wish I'd I wish I'd logged into this about five minutes ago. I was waiting. No, okay. Google has Google has emailed us and they and they said that we have a security warning that a new device has logged into the account. <laughs> wow. Oh yes. So yeah. Nobody has emailed us. But if you have if you have any uh, if you have anything you want to tell us about if you have any feedback or anything other than emails from Google telling us about our account being logged into. Uh, you can contact us at oneofmanypilots at gmail.com. Uh, if you like this podcast and uh, you think it's really, really good, then you can tell your friends about it. It's great. And help them. What I would like to know, actually, so I look at our stats, how many people listen to our podcast um, and, hmm. and where they come from. So I'm intrigued to see where, because there's a few places that we know people listen. So like Stockholm is all of all of you Sweden dwellers and, and stuff. But there's a, a whole yeah. bunch of places that I don't know anybody in. So I was just intrigued to see, like, if you are those people in those places, like, tell us, um, because it's interesting. Um, it's... Yeah, thank you all for listening. And uh, Happy December. Happy December, yeah. And happy almost end of 2020. Ooh. Ooh. Let's put a lid on this one. Okay, yeah. goodbye. Goodbye, friends. Thank you. Ciao.